Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Money Multiplier Podcast. It's Hannah Kessler here, your host. Um, I'm taking over this podcast. Uh, Pops, or as you guys know of him, Brent Kessler, he's up in um, the Lake of the Ozarks this week. Actually, I'm sitting out here in my back patio, so you might hear some bugs and crickets and stuff go uh, in the background as I talk to y'all. But the subject of what I wanted to really talk about in this episode today is about explaining infinite banking to other folks, whether it be your friends, your colleagues, your parents, grandparents, you know, most times when we go to them and we express this idea of this infinite banking concept, most of them don't grasp it right off the forefront. It takes them a while getting accustomed to this new mentality of cash flow and how your money should be handled. So, and really when you go to them and you share this idea, they'll say, well, but, well, Brenda, it looks pretty cool, but it looks just really too good to be true, right? We've all heard that before. And they'll, they'll just close their mind to it and just walk on with their normal day of living, just what they've been conventionally taught. So most people, when they hear about infinite banking on first, they'll go out and they'll look at the hundred of hundreds of YouTube videos or the articles out there on IBC or books that are available. But really, infinite banking, yes, it is life insurance. And when most of y'all go out and talk to your friends or family, you say, well, hey, I'm using this life insurance policy to build my wealth. And as soon as you say that, they just completely shut off. They say, Mary, I know everything that there is to know about life insurance. Are you sure that's true? And we have to come back to the roots of infinite banking. Yes, it is a whole life dividend paying policy designed specifically for this concept, but it's so much more than that. It's not just the product that we're talking about. It's the process, the process to take back that control of your financial life and the process to push your dollar the extra mile that you didn't even think was possible right? Because you didn't even know this concept existed. And it's nothing that's new. This concept's been around longer than our tax code has been. It's just never been explained or laid down to like this to you in lay person terms, right? So however, the thing that we have to overcome is that the infinite banking concept, yes, it's about a dividend paying whole life insurance policy, but it's the idea that this concept is an exercise in imagination, reason, logic, and prophecy. So as we go through this concept and when we talk to people about this, they need to have an open mind and be receptive of this idea and this concept of IBC. So really to start rethink your thinking, someone needs to fully grasp the paradigm shift of using the imagination, reason, and logic. And because of this, then comes the prophecy of leaving behind that legacy to your family and future heirs to come. So it's important to just even take the time to think about the meaning of the three words, 
infinite banking concept and understand how they relate to one another. So Nelson chose these three words carefully. He first chose infinite because there's no limit on how you can use your policy. They can provide financing for life's major needs, for their cars, your education, weddings, funding investments. They can be used for cash flow management, for business owners, and they can also provide an outstanding vehicle to transfer wealth to successive generations to come. Correctly designed IBC policies are a place to warehouse your wealth. So reminder, it's not about the product. It's about a place of where you can store and be in total control of your wealth, right? The, the only difference from what you're doing now in your life, probably most of y'all are saving your money in conventional savings account. You know, there's a few of you who are savvy and you're doing your brokerage accounts or have your wealth in, in to real estate investments, but most of y'all are storing a large portion of your wealth inside of a conventional bank. And hey, if you really think your money's backed up by the FDIC, you should go think again. So the only difference between a conventional bank and a life insurance company is the name on the front door. They're both places of where we can store our wealth. I know though, in my whole life policy, I'm getting a guaranteed interest that's above inflation on my policy. And on top of that, it grows for me uninterrupted at the same time that I can be using my money for the products and services or investments that I wanna go do in my life. Where on the flip side, most of y'all storing your money in your conventional savings or checking account, you guys should go look up some of the stories. I don't know when this happened, but I remember hearing this story at a Nelson Nash think tank one year where Carlos Laura, he shared a story about how in France, there was one time where this city or this town, most of the people did a run on the bank. All right, so that basically means everybody went down to that local bank and they demanded all of their money out of the bank. Well, that bank couldn't fulfill all of the depositors' demands, right? So when they wanted to come out and get that money out of the bank, the bank tellers, they didn't have that money on hand. They actually had that money lent out to other people. So that's very interesting if you really think that it's backed up by the FDIC. Now, in conclusion, most of the small account holders, they were uh, fulfilled. They were able to take and uh, their money out. The bank tellers were able to give it to them. But a lot of those large portfolio folks who had a lot of their wealth stored within that bank, yeah, maybe they got some of it back, but the remaining of it, they got in a in a CD, a certificate, certificate of deposit that in the future, hey, we promise an IOU, we promise that we're going to give this money back to you. So how secure is that? So really, that's a big thing within infinite banking as well. If you want to dive really deep into the weeds of it, 
go look up fractional reserve banking and compare it to the foundation of Austrian economics because that's what the principle of what life insurance companies practice on is Austrian economics where basically they cannot lend out more than what they have on hand. One dollar has to protect that one dollar. So in your financial life and for your security for yourself and your family, would you rather have your security be within a conventional bank that can lend out uh, $9, $10, $12 for every $1 they have on hand? Or would you rather be in a location where your dollars has to be protected and backed up by that one single dollar? So just to start getting you to start thinking about something of where you're actually storing your money. And on top of that, tell me how much interest that the bank is giving you on your money. And on top of that, when you want to go take your money out as a withdrawal to go buy whatever you're going to go buy with it, does your money stop losing the interest? You tell me that answer. Now, to go back to the word infinite. The word infinite can also be described as a system of many policies. So, as you get older and your insurable interest and your wealth grows, you're going to have more capital that you want to store inside of your policies. But one contract may not be able to hold it because it might mech the policy. MEC, it stands for Modified Endowment Contract. I'm not going to get into the roots of that today, but go look up Modified Endowment Contract and learn more. So the reason folks have multiple policies is is because they have the opportunity to increase their flexibility and uh, putting more dollars into these privatized banking systems. Our goal with infinite banking is to use the policy right now while we're living and to also pass wealth to generations. If we're looking at this strategy and genuinely thinking long-term, we should be looking at the long-term impacts of these policies. Because remember, this is not just a get-rich-quick sort of deal. This is an additional step that you're going to be adding to your financial life. So it's not something that you just start and then quit. It's going to be that additional step that you're doing each and every year for yourself because the longer that the policy premiums are being paid and the more that you capitalize on that policy contract the ultimate goal to financial freedom and to keeping that wealth inside of your family is going to be huge Because the longer the policy premiums are being paid, there is more opportunity to capitalize the contract where in return you can just use more and more and more of the funds. The ultimate goal of what we're trying to reach is what Nelson Nash says in his book is, is to have income to equal premiums 
where every dollar that we get through our hands, whether it be passive or active income, run it through your own privatized banking system first and then take it out to go buy the products and services or investments that you're doing in life. Because right now, how you get that money, you get it in, you deposit it into somebody else's bank and they lend out your money and make a good living doing it. Now, let's move on. Nelson uses the word banking as an adjective. It's a descriptor for the word concept. What Nelson used to stress in his seminars is, is that he wanted to be very, very clear that he's not talking about a bank in the conventional sense of the word. What he's referring to is behaving like a banker. This is, in essence, the central theme of this concept. You are becoming your own banker. So what you have to do is, is that you need to treat your money just how you treat the bank's money. And most people don't do that, right? So what I mean by that is, is that when you borrow from the bank, you always pay them back, you always pay them back with interest, and you never skip a beat in doing it. So I want you to practice that same method with your own money. And in order to do this, you have to overcome the human behaviors. This is why Nelson dedicates five chapters in his book to the Parkinson's Law, the Willie Sutton's Law, the Golden Rule, the Arrival Syndrome, and then lastly, the Use It or Lose It. So why did Nelson place so much emphasis on these human factors? I mean, why? Because he stressed if you cannot overcome these natural laws, then it doesn't matter how well your banking policy is designed or, high, or how high the rate of return is or how large the dividend scale is. If you are not acting and being disciplined with your policy, this will never work for you. As Nelson once said, recognizing the human problems is half the battle. One never fully conquers them, but if one is trending in the right direction, progress is assured. This is why Nelson tells us to be in two businesses in our life. One with our primary occupation that we enjoy, that we're passionate about, that we love doing, that brings in our income, and then the banking business. We are here to show you and coach you on this banking business and using IBC to do so to reach those goals of financial freedom. So now, regarding the three words that make up the term, the infinite banking concept, Nelson thought the third word concept was the most important. A concept is something that is an understanding. In the mind, from an experience, a reasoning, or an imagination, an important connection is how well you perceive the banking concept and how successful you are in recognizing your human problems and overcoming them. 
So with the word concept, this is because it's not a product. It's not a product that you can design and say, hey, this is how I'm using this product. This is exactly how it works. It's the concept of taking back that control and getting banks completely out of your life. Now, it is fair to assume that the focus of infinite banking would be on dividend paying whole life insurance. However, it's unfortunate because it can get a bad rep from a lot of the big financial gurus out there. So it's not dwelling on the policy design in the insurance company comparisons. As long as you know that you're working with somebody who has your best interest, who can always be there to solve your money problems when you need them there, that is the person and the company that you want to go with. So it is critically important to recognize that this dividend paying whole life insurance policy in a mutual company that pays dividends is the platform that this concept or the banking process is built on. I'm not describing a permanent insurance as an asset class to invest in, nor am I comparing the internal rate of returns with other asset products. Although they do finally get into the numbers, you will appreciate the solid uninterrupted compounding of this process. So it's not the investment itself. Whole life policies are not an investment and I'm gonna drive that one home. Infinite banking and these policies are the process to go make your transactions and your investments. It's pushing that dollar the extra mile. The relationship of the three words, infinite banking concept, must be understood to appreciate their significance. The concept is hinged on human behavior, becoming or acting like a banker. So if you don't understand what's going on, you're never going to fully grasp this concept. Banking is a process, not a product. And a dividend-paying whole life insurance policy is the best platform to practice this concept or this process on. And truthfully, y'all, it's ridiculously simple. I want you to practice the KISS principle, K-I-S-S, Keep it super simple. No need to overcomplicate it when you're sharing this method with your friends or your family because all it is is that instead of storing your wealth in the conventional bank, you're just storing your wealth inside the privatized bank of Hannah Kessler or the privatized bank of Joe Smith. So you need to connect with that person's why. Why are you putting your money into that different avenue? Why are you doing this with it? Instead, let me show you how I do this and I can go do this. This whole concept is talking about the and asset here is what a lot of folks like to do with it. So do not get hung up in the numbers. Do not get paralysis by analysis because you get so intertwined in the weeds of the numbers and how one company compares to the other that you lose sight of your why you're doing this and who you're doing this for. And hopefully if you're not doing it for your family, you're doing it for yourself so that you can have a better life. Talk to them. 
Talk to your friends and your family. Talk to them about how do banks work. If you get how banks work, go and explain to them how the conventional bank works and really peel back the onion of what's going on. Or maybe do a comparison. Hey, I just bought this new Ram Promaster van using my whole life insurance policies. If I would have just taken a loan from the conventional bank that the dealership was offering me, this is where I would be at. And now that I'm doing it through my policies, this is where I'm at. So it's really getting down to your purpose of why you're doing this. If somebody wants to go learn more about infinite banking, go out there and do your research. I would go to YouTube, go to YouTube and go look up um, youtube.com forward slash the Chris Noggle, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S Noggle, N-A-U-G-L-E the Chris Noggle and Chris has a boatload of YouTube trainings on there uh, taking real life folks examples of how they're implementing infinite banking and showing what they're doing and how they're using their policies and he's a huge numbers nerd so if you are very analytical like that and you can't get past it until you see some numbers laid out on the screen and they make sense to you that's the great resource to go to if you really want to learn the foundation of infinite banking and this is maybe the first podcast that you're listening to go to themoneymultiplier.com www.themoneymultiplier.com and and when you go to the home page on the top you'll see the task bar or the the home bar y'all know what I'm talking about you'll click resources and then down will pop up presentation so when you click on the presentation that will show you the good foundation knowledge of why you're implementing this how we're doing it and why we're even doing it so those are very good resources and I'll leave you with another one. It's by it's a book. It's by R Nelson Nash and it's called Becoming Your Own Banker. So that's the Mac Daddy of it all and I would start there as well. Very technical, but Nelson no one lays it down as good as he does. And if you do listen to this, hey, email me. We have a free ebook. It's called Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. I'll send you our free ebook if you just email me. So email me. It's Hannah H A N N A H at themoneymultiplier.com and I'll send you our free ebook so that you can read and learn more. So next week though, I want to get into interest rates. I want to get into how we spend interest, why we spend interest the way that we do it. I want to talk about how folks buy things and why they buy things the way that they do. Really, you know, when we just go down to our local car dealership, we say, hey, in order to drive that car, I got to spend X amount of dollars each month. We don't really take into consideration how much we're sending out the door just in interest payments alone. And that's the crucial kicker here. So I want to teach you guys about the annual patterns of spending, how we spend money here in America. 
and also how we can avoid paying those interests and sending them out the door to other people. So that's going to be my next segment. I hope this was helpful. I hope that when you go share this concept with other people, don't start off that it is about insurance. Okay, that is the number one mistake. So as soon as you start with that, you totally lost everybody for the next hour and a half. So it's not about the product. It's not about life insurance itself. It's about keeping your wealth inside of an environment where you are in total 100% control of it. You can still use it at the same time. And it's growing for you at an uninterrupted compounding. And at the same time, Uncle Sam is completely out of your hair and you're building your wealth completely tax-free. So go look it up. Go look who's doing this concept in our lives. If we go look up the president right now, Mr. Joe Biden... Go see how many policies he has with a company called Mass Mutual, a company we do business with. He says that he owns no stocks, bonds, or has no savings account. He keeps all of his wealth inside of his whole life Mass Mutual policies. So go look it up. On next week's podcast, I'll be telling you some more examples of who's using this concept in their own life as well. People that we know the names of. So, all right, well, I'll see you then uh, till next time and enjoy the rest of your week, your morning, your evening, wherever you're listening to this, whether it be winter time or summertime. I'm glad that you got to join me today and I hope this was enlightening for you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.